Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. Welcome back to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Brookbank. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. It feels like spring has finally sprung, um, and I'm excited to get out in my garden and prepare for summer flowers instead of just spring flowers. Today, we are joined by Matt Clapp of America's Best Restaurants. Matt is helping restaurant owners succeed in really unique ways, and stay tuned for the rest of the episode because he shares some of those tactics with us during the episode. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, CVG, our title sponsor, C-Crew Consulting, our digital sponsor, and our episode sponsors, Harian and Harlan Bank. Now I want to talk to you guys about an upcoming Chamber event, the Legislative 2022 Recap Breakfast. The Chamber's annual Legislative Recap Breakfast will take place on Thursday, April 28th. This special reception with the Northern Kentucky Legislative Caucus will review the legislative success of the recent Kentucky General Assembly based on the Northern Kentucky Chamber's legislative agenda. You can find more details for that and register at nkychamber.com. Now let's meet our members of the week, hear from our sponsors, and I will meet you guys back here with Matt. CVG Airport is the lowest fare airport in the tri-state region with 54 nonstop flights and direct international service to seven destinations, including Paris, France, and now home to both DHLs and Amazon's global cargo hubs. The airport is furthering its position as leader in aviation and is deeply committed to being an economic driver for the community. You can learn more and start your next adventure at CVGAirport.com. Ranking on Google Search and Maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention, uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time, and there are no shortcuts. C-Crew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic measurable increases in engagement. So what can C-Crew do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients. Congratulations to our members of the week. You can learn more about these businesses by following the Northern Kentucky Chamber on social media where we will highlight one of these businesses each day. Now, let's meet our members of the week. Kentucky Federal, a division of Cincinnati Federal, has been serving the borrowing and deposit needs of the community since 1922. Luxury Travel by Lisa curates luxury vacations that are personalized to create the experience of a lifetime. College Hunks of Florence, Kentucky, provides a quick and easy solution to get your residential or commercial junk hauling and moving needs handled. Redwood guides children and adults with severe and multiple disabilities to achieve independence and reach their highest potential with enriching educational, vocational, and therapy services. The Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired offers comprehensive services and job opportunities for people of all ages who are blind or visually impaired. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am joined by Matt Plapp. He is the owner and CEO of America's Best Restaurants. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about your business, what you do, and how you got started. Yeah. So... Uh... Northern Kentucky based, born and raised here. I went to Lloyd High School, went to Moorhead State University and I uh, live in Union, Kentucky now. So I've been in Northern Kentucky since 1976 when I was brought into the world by my mom and dad. 
they're also, you know, live, live in the area as well. Still, my brother just recently moved to Florida. So you know, from around here, the business started uh, in 2008 when we got out of another business that we were involved with when the economy helped that back in 08, when everything collapsed. Uh, and it all started around digital marketing. My background is in marketing, 1999 out of college. I got a degree from Moorhead State, like I mentioned, in uh, radio and television broadcast journalism. And went to work in TV, Channel 5, with George Vogel right out of college. And I think he's still there, actually. And in my time there, uh, I realized that I was meant more for sales and consulting than I was to sit behind a camera uh, and, you know, attempt to do the uh, the different techniques behind there. I, I, the one thing I was famously uh, got in trouble for every week was I would fall asleep on the teleprompter and it would get going fast. And, like, people would be like, no, slow down. What happened? So went to the sales side of it, went to the consulting side, worked at WGRR, uh, and then also in 99, bought a book on how to create websites from a guy named Glenn Warner, a little company down there by Boone County High School called SNS Computer Solutions. And that got me into the digital world. And we launched our family business uh, back then digitally and learned a lot about SEO and what is now social media, because then it didn't exist. It was chat rooms uh, back in you know, 02, 03, 04, 05. And so when 08 came along that I decided I wanted to get back into media and consulting, that I wasn't equipped at that age to manage 40 plus employees that were 30 years older than me. Everybody I ever hired, we fired. Uh, I got into consulting. I was a, a one-person operation. Uh, that was Driven Media Solutions was the name back then. Technically, it's one of our corporate entities still. Uh, but soon we, we decided to go after uh, local businesses where we were where, Sorry about that. I thought my phone was off. Helping them attract the attention of local people on what was back then seen as kind of a an anomaly, Facebook. I mean, I never forget uh, Adam Perkins' masterpiece audio video down there on 3L. Back in those days, I remember I told him about using Facebook to market his business. And he's like, dude, I, I trust you because I know your background and I know you know what you're talking about, but I think you're a little unbalanced that you're gonna, I'm going to sell $30,000 home movie theaters on Facebook. And I guess I was right. And so that evolved where from 08, we basically helped companies learn how to use digital strategies, whether it was Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, there's a lot of small businesses in this area that have thrived based on advice we gave them for YouTube early on. And hell, I didn't really know what I was talking about as much as I do now, but it, I knew I was onto something. Uh, and then 2015, uh, I saw that our business had grown. We had gotten a couple of employees. Uh, you know, Ashley, who's been with me now for 11 years, uh, had her on board back then. And we were having a lot of success with restaurants, uh, specifically Quaker Steak and Lube, Florence, Hofburg House, Newport, and working with other ones. And decided to, from 2015 to 17, to shift the company to go away from working with everybody and specifically work in the restaurant space at a national scale. And we did that. So we launched as America's Best Restaurants uh, and was meant to be a, basically a place for the little guy, uh, the mom and pop restaurant that needs high level marketing advice. There's a term I like to say you can outspend or you can outsmart. Uh, you've got the Chick-fil-A's of the world, the Applebee's of the world that a local mom and pop restaurant can't outspend them. But if you use what's available to you, you can sure as heck outsmart them. And that's kind of transitioned the company. Now we're between employees and contractors across the country and locally. We're, I guess, somewhere in the neighborhood of 55 people. Uh, mm -hmm. Our headquarters is here in Northern Kentucky now, right across from the Aquatic Center in Florence on Tanner's. We've got a 9,000 square foot office, 
Uh, we call it Deep Workspace. It's based off of a book, Deep Work by Cal Newport. I don't know if you've read it or not, but it's about, ironically, getting yourself out of all those things that distract you like email and Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we built the office here. It's got a shared workspace component to it, as well as a media marketing company and then the headquarters for our head, our company. Yeah, that is awesome. You guys are doing a lot. And one of the things that I think is really funny um, is that you are typically on the other end of this. You are typically interviewing people uh, because of your podcast and all the video work you do. So you are traveling around the country and meeting yeah. all of these restaurants and helping promote them. Um, you said you had kind of made that pivot a couple of years ago. What made you decide to focus on restaurants? So my background has always been in data collection. Uh, I've been a fan since when I was in radio. Like when I started my agency back in 2008, I used my database I built in 1999 of businesses that no, you know, no like and trust map lap. And so I've always been a person that's held on to data. When I meet somebody, I find out their birthday, their spouse's name, their email, their address, their phone number. And back in 99, it was faxes. I had an automated system with ACT where I could fax 100 people really quick. And so I always valued that. And so when we started to make this transition, like our company uh, in the early days, we you know, Jeff Weiler Automotive. I was the person that got Mr. Weiler himself on Facebook. I managed his personal account. I was Jeff Weiler. Uh, because I saw the value of it back then. But when it got to 2015, we got to a point where we had about 30 different industries that we were working with. And the problem was nothing transferred. I couldn't go to Mr. Weiler and say, hey, man, this worked awesome to get people's attention on Facebook and Google and YouTube, and then go over to Steve Kane's All Vacuum Center and Buttermilk and say, hey, this worked here, and then go to Hofbrauhaus House and tell Nick Ellison and Jay and Jay Lang and Eric Haas, hey, this helped. None of it transferred, but what happened when we started working with more restaurants, we had Hofbrauhaus, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Cleveland, Newport, and then three Quaker steaks, everything transferred. Like I could literally, the exact tactics that worked here, worked here. And then I started to examine it and said, okay, well, let's look at the businesses. We're really good at getting consumers to take actions online and in store. Mm -hmm. And we're good at getting that action to lead to them saying how often they come to the business, their phone number, their name, their email, their birthday, all that. Who needs that data more than anybody? And it was the restaurants because, you know, I can eat at Grandma's Pizza every week. I can eat at Strong's Brick Oven every week. I can eat at Buffalo Bob's every week. I don't buy a car every week. Well, I, I do have a car problem, so I'll say I buy cars more often than <laughs> most people. But most consumers don't buy a sofa every week. They don't buy a car. So the data is not as important. And a lot of businesses, uh, our, our whole acronym behind our business is ABR, Attract, Build, Retain. How do we help small businesses attract attention today? How do we help them build relationships and databases off of that attention? Then how do we help them retain those customers so they come back over and over? When I looked at what businesses that we knew a lot about that could use data over and over, it was restaurants uh, because mm -hmm. you know, the average consumer you know, eats at multiple restaurants a week, sometimes multiple a day. And if you use the data correctly and you create the right relationships, which I'm, unfortunately, most of them don't. Uh, then you can have that person coming back over and over and over. So you spend money and effort one time to get their attention on the front end. And then you leverage that a hundred times the next 12 months to get them to come back. Yeah. And you have a lot of tactics that you share with others. Obviously part of your services, uh, you train these businesses, you do consulting calls with them. What are some of the things if we do have listeners right now who are restaurant owners, what are some of those key tactics? And you've mentioned a few of them that you share with those business owners. 
Yeah. So the number one thing that's out there right now, and go ahead and address this, is that restaurants are having a hard time hiring people. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of businesses are. Businesses that are using today's marketing tactics aren't having a hard time hiring people. And I can tell you for a fact, we've got many restaurant clients that have people lining up to work their restaurants. You might ask why. Well, it's because they've, they've put online a place that people want to be involved with. You know, a lot of restaurants, if you go to their Facebook, their website, Google, whatever you find them, it just looks like a business. They are open these hours. They serve these food. It's, it's, it's a transaction. Mm -hmm. Other restaurants, you go to their Facebook and it's the owner holding his podcast. It's Fatty Nation. Every Friday we're talking. And the next day before that, it's the, the Tim Miller deal. You know, Tim's one of our employees. He's got five kids. This is their, they, they bring personality into it. They're doing live videos from the kitchen. They're doing uh, fun contests. They're doing fun TikToks. They're having fun with their, with their employees. When you showcase your true side and you get away from all of your attraction being selling food, mm -hmm. and now your attraction is for other reasons, people will come to that. And so that's, yeah, yeah that, they want to be a part of it. I get literally on a daily basis, anywhere from three to five uh, applications for our company. And I'm not actively even asking for applications. And I asked the people, and I got a lady the other day from the medical background, like I'm looking at this, like her resume, like I don't do resumes. I do three questions. And I ask a couple of questions. And then like looking at her credentials, she had listed in this email, not even close to what we do. And I said, man, I, this is, I'm curious, like, why did you apply for a job with a media company? And at that, a restaurant media company. Uh, but we also have a local division called Deep Work Studios, I think we're going to talk about later, that is uh, more non-restaurant. And she's like, because I've been following you. I follow you on Instagram. I see you at your kid's cheer competition in Florida. I see you chronicling your fun with the dogs at the house. I see you at restaurants. I see you giving life advice. I mean, it's not really salesy. And she's like, I want to be a part of something like that stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's what I think is, is a big thing right there is, that front-end attention, I'll give you an example. I've got right now, uh, I went for the month for 30 days, basically the month of December, and I subscribed to every email I could get my hands on with restaurants. And we work with hundreds nationwide, but I literally just wanted to see, not our clients, because I know that we're doing it differently. And I took all these emails. There were two out of, I think, 300 where the restaurants sent an email to the consumer, me, that didn't ask the consumer to do anything that didn't ask them to buy food. Every one of them. And I won't mention the brands, but there are a lot of local ones. It's what I like to affectionately say they're puking on their customers. It's every single week they're emailing the exact, everybody in the database. So like you and I are different. You know, we're different age. You're female, I'm male. I don't know your situation, but I've got married with two kids. I mean, how we buy stuff is much different. Yeah. But restaurants are sending the exact message to everybody in their database, which is problem number one for me. And then number two, every email they send 52 weeks in a year is why to come eat food at that restaurant. Well, she's used graders as an example. I don't like, I'm not on their list, so I don't get their marketing, but graders, I don't need to see anything but the word graders. And I'm like, Oh, graders sounds good tonight. Like, how could you not Thinking want about that cinnamon ice cream? They only have two months out of the year, you know? Yeah. I mean, so you know, Dixie Chili. I grew up in Erlanger. I'm a Lloyd High School kid. I grew up getting kicked out of Dixie Chili every week and ate there a billion times. Like right now, just saying the word Dixie Chili, I'm like, I think I need Dixie Chili for lunch. So I don't need to see a three-way or Coney's. Or I don't need some lame email. 
And what happens is businesses use their front-end marketing only to sell. That's mm -hmm. everything. If I want you to, as a test for yourself, I want you to put yourself through this test. And every time you open your phone, your email, your social, turn on your TV, turn your radio, I promise you 99.9% .9 of the messages coming at you from businesses are why to buy. Yeah. And the sad part is majority of their customers aren't in the market to buy right now. And so they eventually tune out the messaging and their messaging goes on deaf ears, which is why email open rates go from 50% to 10% when somebody decides, hey, I'm going to start doing email, which is crazy. People every day now are still like realizing, oh, email works. Uh, texting works. Facebook works. Instagram works. Well, it doesn't work when you don't use the front end correctly. Yeah. And that's a key element. Uh, Facebook's a good example. I was on a restaurant brand's Facebook page the other day, 1.6 million followers. They had a post with 69 likes. Wow. Now, if you got 1.6 million people that at some point took an effort to follow you and 69 people liked this post, that just means that Facebook's algorithm realizes that you're very poor at using the medium mm -hmm. and they're not showing it to anybody. And that's because everybody, all they want to do is sell, 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 sell on the front end. And I'm the complete opposite. I want yeah. all of our clients, if you're going to put out 100 messages in the next 12 months for your restaurant, 90 of them shouldn't be about selling food. It should be about telling a story and becoming attractive to people in different ways. They'll figure out that you sell barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you to talk to you about uh, how they can implement these strategies and learn more about them from you, how should they get in contact with you? Just call me 859-743-2408. I, I get a lot of calls and texts and people think I'm crazy when I do it. Cause I'm on, I, myself, I'm probably a guest on five to six podcasts a week. And I put that out nationwide. Uh, it's my cell phone. You can Google it. You'll find it. It's, it goes right to me. It rings at inadvertent times like earlier. Uh, I just <laughs> went in and turned my phone off. I, I thought I had this hack where I put it on airplane mode, but I forgot I had the Wi-Fi, and so it rings Wi-Fi oh, yeah. calling. That'll get you every yeah. time. <laughs> um, but no, give me a call. I, I'm an open book. I love talking to people, especially people that are willing to think bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had a, a, a casino in here yesterday in our office, and we've got a with our brand. You can't really see it, but it says Deep Work Studios behind me. One of our local initiatives we're, we're launching this year that we've never done before is that we're going to help a handful of companies in Northern Kentucky area uh, market differently, mm -hmm. be a little different. You know, like I've got Max who follows me behind the scenes. Uh, he films me and there's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff he gets, but he follows it and puts it out there. And we take a behind the scenes piece of content every week. And we take a podcast piece of content and we chop it up and do some really unique things with it. And that's one of the things we decided to do this year with Deep Work Studios was I kept having small businesses like my banker, my insurance guy, friend of mine in real estate. Man, how did you guys grow the company? What I knew it was five years ago, you and Ashley, to now what I know it is a nationwide company. How did you do it? And I'm like, I did it with video. I did it telling my story. And I did it. If you go and look at most of my content, there's very few times, and we're going to change it a little, but there's very few times where I actually say, hey, here's how to do business with us. Uh, it's it's more informative. And I was just at an event down in Florida for a guy named Grant Cardone. And he said, hey, a lot of you guys that have audiences and people are, you're giving tips. He's like, you're failing them. The fact that at the end of that tip, you don't give them a chance to figure out how to call you to get more advice. Because a lot of us put a tip out there and somebody might hear it and go, oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. How do I reach out to this person? And then you don't tell them. And so yeah. one thing we've started to do is put in a lot of my content at the very end. Hey, if you got questions, you know, mattplapp.com. 
reach out to us, have a conversation, or you can stop by the office. I had a, somebody the other day stop by the office here randomly and talk to one of our employees. Yeah. And before I let you go, uh, you guys have your headquarters in Florence, the Deep Work Studios. You guys do a lot of stuff out of there. Uh, it seems like a really cool space. So before I let you go, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we we always were remote. We, we were remote before remote was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. My my employees to this day, there's only a couple of them that are required to come to the office. Uh, but what I found about three years ago, we had a, a, my office in Northern Kentucky and we had a couple of shared workspace. Then we went to downtown to, to Union Hall. And then we ended up renting a business uh, location in over the Rhine. And it got just too inconvenient. Number one, I'm a Kentucky boy. I like being over here. Uh, and it just got too inconvenient with all the headaches. And I was looking around for a location and found this. It was a, a business. It was Compass Engineering for about 20 or 25 years, mm-hmm. right across from the Aquatic Center, the Florence City Building. Uh, you can see us from the, the expressway right across the street from Florence, y'all, Watertown, and Quaker State. Yeah. And when I looked at the space, it was boxy. I mean, it was literally like you walked in. I felt like I was at a dentist's office. And then it was all these high permanent cubes everywhere. Uh, so we came in and just you know hired Radius Construction, a local company, to come in and help us and do some, some demolition and remodeling and turned the upstairs into a pretty wide open space. I'm sitting in the podcast too. I can look out the window, see our front door. Uh, when people walk in, uh, we've got a 50 person event space in the lower level that a couple BNI chapters meet at. Uh, Aaron Moore from EXP Realty had an investors event here the other day with real estate investors. So we've got event space down there. Uh, we're putting in a weight room. We have a ping pong room. And then we, of course, have coffee and Wi-Fi. So I'm trying to create something that people can come to, because you know, now co-working is cool and people are doing it more often. Uh, and instead of hanging out in a Panera, come by here, get a cup of coffee and you know maybe meet with some like-minded people and get some work done. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. I hope that our podcast listeners uh, reach out to you if they're uh, restaurant owners and need some tips or if they're looking for a really cool co-working space. I heard it also has an icy machine. Um, so sign me up. But Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope this has been really wonderful for our podcast listeners. Cool. I appreciate having me on. Thank you for the opportunity. Hi, I'm Shannon Schumacher, account executive, Kentucky market leader. At Haran, we champion bold innovation to help employers and individuals thrive. As an industry thought leader, we explore new horizons in healthcare, benefits, employee engagement, and wellness. We work harder to deliver all the strategic benefits, planning, and execution you expect from a true partner. And we do it with laser focus on your short and long-term outcomes to help manage your benefits while improving your employee experience. So Heartland is celebrating its 110th anniversary this year. Recently, we partnered with the Kinkle family and the Fisher family in Northern Kentucky, Boone, Kenton, and Campbell counties. And we have three uh, offices there to serve the Northern Kentucky region. Just remember when the economy heats up, come see us at Heartland Bank where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland, where banking feels good. Welcome back everyone. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Matt. I thought he had some really cool things to say. So hopefully if you guys are restaurant owners or small business owners, you can take some of those tactics that he shared and implement them in your own business. Thanks again to our podcast sponsors, CVG, C-Crew Consulting, Haran, and Harlan Bank. 
Don't forget to get your tickets to the Legislative Recap Breakfast. It'll be a really exciting event, especially if you are interested in the Northern Kentucky's legislative priorities. Finally, if you're a member who would like to be featured on the podcast, or if you're interested in becoming a member of the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, reach out to Lynn Aplin. You can find her contact information in our staff directory at nkychamber.com. Thanks for joining me, guys, and I will see you next week. 